Alright everybody, I'm Logan Alec, I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Tuesday, March 23rd. Now, I mentioned in yesterday's update that another batch of payments is going out this week. Direct deposits will have that official payment date of March 24th, but like we saw last week, many people see those deposits uh, in their account before the O official date, uh, depending on their banking situation. This is kind of going for the physical envelopes as well, the debit cards and the paper checks. Some people are seeing a shipment date on March 26th in the Get My Payment tool, but then they, you know, they see the envelope in their mailbox before that. So we're making a little more progress every day. I know it can feel like you're never going to get that check, uh, but there will, of course, be more batches sent every week as they continue to get these payments out. One of the issues with this rollout has been the timing of payments to recipients of Social Security and other federal benefit programs. Uh, the IRS issued that statement on March 12th saying that there would be another announcement with payment dates uh, for these individuals. Unfortunately, it has been a week and a half since then, and there still isn't any uh, new information from the IRS on that. So uh, we're still making progress, of course. Um, this doesn't mean that Social Security recipients aren't going to get stimulus checks or something like that. Uh, this is just the IRS dragging their feet. Personally, I was hoping this would go a little more smoothly since this is the third time around, but what can you say? Uh, fortunately, more people are starting to notice this issue. Uh, Virginia Senator Mark Warner sent a letter with some questions about stimulus payments to Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, as well as IRS Commissioner Charles Reddick. I'll put a link in the description uh, to this letter in case anyone wants to read the whole thing. Uh, but he asked a few questions about some important issues, and hopefully we will get some answers here in the next few days to clear things up uh, for those of you who are still waiting for those uh, badly needed payments. First point is about married couples who filed jointly. In some cases, only one spouse received the second stimulus check, even though they got a joint check after the CARES Act last spring. With the information we have now, it seems like the best option for people in that situation uh, is to claim the recovery rebate credit on their tax returns. But Warner pressed them for clarification on that point with respect to both the second and third rounds of payments. The second question has to do with Social Security recipients. We know that many uh, Social Security recipients who do, not current, who do not file a tax return are still waiting for their stimulus check. Um, and some people who received the first check via direct deposit or direct express didn't get the second payment and haven't yet received the third one. Warner also points out that the non-filers tool is really helpful in terms of helping people get those original stimulus checks, but that tool is taken away for the second and third rounds, which has a lot of people left without any clear recourse. And finally, some people are seeing on the Get My Payment tool that they should be receiving a check or direct deposit, but that money isn't coming on the day it was supposed to arrive. This is a particularly tough situation for people who are able to receive payments based on their 2019 tax information, but won't be eligible for the recovery rebate on the 2020 tax return due to income. Obviously, these aren't the only three problems people are facing with respect to the stimulus checks, but it's great that someone is shining a light on some of the most common issues and trying to get clearer answers from the IRS and from Treasury than what we've received so far. Now I want to come back to a story that came up on yesterday's updates. As I mentioned, AstraZeneca put out this statement claiming that their vaccine was totally safe and highly effective, and everything seemed fine until the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which is part of the National Institutes of Health, put out a statement about the AstraZeneca vaccine last night, which said, 
Late Monday, the Data and Safety Monitoring Board notified NIAID, B-A-R-D-A, uh, that's Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, and AstraZeneca that it was concerned by information released by AstraZeneca on initial data from its COVID-19 vaccine clinical trial. The DSMB expressed concern that AstraZeneca may have included outdated information from that trial, which may have provided an incomplete view of the efficacy data. We urge the company to work with the DSMB to review the efficacy data and ensure the most accurate, up-to-date efficacy data be made public as quickly as possible. AstraZeneca responded very fast. Their statement claimed that they would be releasing a new analysis within 48 hours based on cooperation with the Data and Safety Monitoring Board. Obviously, this is a really dicey situation for them in terms of PR, as well as getting their vaccine approved in the U.S. Dr. Fauci talked about this on Good Morning America. He said, this is likely a very good vaccine. If you look at it, the data really are quite good. But when they put it into the press release, it wasn't completely accurate. This isn't to say that the AstraZeneca vaccine is highly dangerous or something like this. You know, they're trying to make some big cover-up for it or something like that. Uh, this vaccine has been widely used in European countries, uh, but selectively publishing data to make it look safer or more effective than it really is is a pretty egregious offense at a time when people are making an effort uh, to get more and more people comfortable with these new vaccines. So I just want to touch on that and clarify what I said yesterday in light of new information from the National Institutes of Health. Now, one key issue as we move closer to the infrastructure package that we know is top of mind for many Democrats has been how are we going to cover that package. Biden has been talking about raising certain taxes since the beginning of his presidential campaign. I've touched on some of those proposals in a, uh, in a few recent updates, and the Washington Post reported today on a few options that the administration is looking at to pay for that infrastructure bill. Now, most people are unlikely to see any increase in their personal income tax, at least at the federal level. They're primarily looking to bump taxes for corporations as well as taxes for families with incomes above $400,000. There's still a lot of room to get more money from those groups. So, for example, one idea that has been thrown around a lot has been increasing corporate taxes from 21% to 28%, which is a big jump but still only brings that rate halfway back to where it was before the Trump tax cuts. On the other hand, the administration may end up totally repealing Trump's cut to the top personal income tax bracket by bringing it back uh, up from 37% to 39.6%. They're also looking at ending fossil fuel subsidies, taxing capital gains as regular income for those with incomes over $1 million, and imposing U.S. tax rates on more multinational corporations. None of this has come directly from the White House. Mind you, we don't have any official information yet, but all indications are pointing to a large-scale tax reform plan that could affect many areas of the tax code. I also want to note that the wealth tax, which has received a lot of support from progressives like Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, has not been brought up as part of Biden's plan. So, there's a lot in there that, that would probably satisfy progressives, but as with anything, there are going to be compromises, uh, particularly when you talk about the, the moderate Democrats as well, like Joe Manchin, who are in a position to push back on anything that they see as going too far. Just one last quick story for today. Democratic leaders have been searching for a way forward on the minimum wage after it fell out of the stimulus plan. And Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, is meeting today with progressives like Bernie Sanders, Ron Wyden, and Patty Murray, as well as some of the more moderate Democrats in the Senate who will need to be on board with any increase to the minimum wage. Obviously, the left-leaning factions are pushing for a gradual increase to $15 per hour. 
Um, that's not really something I expect to get much traction in the current Senate, uh, but something maybe closer to 10, 11, maybe $12 an hour could be a lot more palatable uh, to those moderate Senate Democrats and maybe even 10 Republicans. And they're going to work on something that both sides can accept. Another important issue is the tipped wage for restaurants and other industries that rely on tips. And a few of these senators brought up the point today uh, when asked about the meeting. Joe Manchin, for example, said the Republicans want $10. $11 gets you above the poverty guidelines, and tipped wages go up to 50% of poverty guidelines. I can't see why that wouldn't be a good route for everybody. Well, okay, unfortunately for Joe Manchin, his pet proposal isn't going to be everyone's preferred option, obviously, but in terms of the balance of power and what's practical from a political perspective, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's basically where this plan ends up, something in that neighborhood. Progressives in the Senate would rather get $11 per hour than stay stuck at $7.25 per hour that it is right now. And some Republicans have even come out in favor of $10 per hour. Uh, and I could maybe see 10 of them getting on board, maybe even for 11, if that's where the middle ground lands. So there's no official plan yet. At this point, they're just you know meeting within the party, within the Democratic Party, and trying to work something out. But if I was going to speculate, uh, I would say the writing is probably on the, on the wall for an increase uh, to something in the $10 to $12 range. And that may end up being paired with some other policies in order to get uh, 60 senators on board to avoid that legislative filibuster. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you today. Unfortunately, we don't have any new concrete information about these stimulus payments. The IRS gave a small uh, update yesterday, but of course, the letter from Mark Warner is a good sign that there's going to be some pressure on the IRS and on Treasury uh, to address some of these issues that many of you have noted in the comments that other people are having around the country. Tomorrow is the official payment date for a lot of these uh, this new batch of payments this week. Hopefully that translates to money in your bank account. I look forward to hearing from everyone who gets their payments in the next few days. As always, I want to thank everybody for watching to the very end. I really do appreciate your support, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.